Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Well, you went with a whisper. We gotta. We have to have uh, a good audio level of our audio. To start? Yeah, because we go from the intro, and then if you do like a quiet voice. Then what happens? Then someone's going to be like, oh, I got to turn the volume up because oh, okay. they didn't mix this well. Okay. And then I start talking okay. loudly. Got it. And then so. Let's try it again. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Okay, ready? Yeah. Welcome back, nice. everyone. Great level. So but it definitely didn't it confuse didn't them. Okay. And uh, that'll be edited perfectly. And by edited perfectly, I mean left Not exactly <laughs> as it was. Because that is how we do the podcast around these parts. That's right. Welcome back. Seriously. Welcome. We are so excited to be in your earballs again, as yep. Jason would say. And we missed you. It's been two months for us. It's uh, a long time behind, to not podcast. Behind the curtain here. Uh, that's how long it has been since we have sat behind these microphones and recorded a podcast for you. But <laughs> we've been recording it's podcasts be, for years. It'll be such a smooth re-entry. Is, we won't be rusty at all. Yeah, exactly. I'll be able to perfectly articulate my thoughts. It's, it's like, think about the podcasters that you listen to all the time, like how perfectly eloquent they are. That's us. Think about the lack of talking we have done throughout the entire month of december do and, you think we're going to be able to form sentences and november like that's well, how no, long but november it's been. we traveled back to you're the just US. saying talking to other people yeah talking to other oh, people oh i see yeah De- december we had a quiet time quiet december <laughs> was quiet time we barely talked to each other no in november just to get you caught up to speed we went back to the united states we currently live in portugal and we visited family and we did thanksgiving american thanksgiving and we did lots of things yeah a lot of family and, time a lot of stuff we were in boston for a week too and then we came back in december and it was officially the holiday season. We yeah. celebrate Christmas, secular yeah. Christmas. Yep. And so we did our tree and we did everything. And then we just didn't talk to each other also, <laughs> for a month. Let's, uh, can we talk about Christmas for a second here? Oh, I know sure, it's sure, over. Sure. It's it o- is we've over. We've all People passed. Like, let's it's go, fine. Let's and also, on. if you don't celebrate Christmas, uh, don't want to like single anybody out or say you have to do it, whatever. Just we celebrate secular yeah, Christmas. Yeah. So just sharing. Uh, this is our first year buying a fake tree. Uh-huh. So we embarked on that journey. We found an amazing one at a hardware store of all places here in Portugal. We went to like four different stores. Uh, we got a bunch of decoração. Decorações. Maybe. Yeah, Some could be. Plural. Decorations. Uh, plural. I think just decoration. Yeah. Decorasal. Decorasal. Uh, which uh, I think we both had a lot of fun picking out like little things. We didn't get too much, but we got like just the right just amount enough. of stuff. Enough. Uh, we did a bunch of little fun activities. We found the game Priorities, which I don't think we talked about on the podcast because I, so. I don't think we had found that. Um, very fun game. You can find it on Amazon. Uh, if you live in the States, you can find it in Target. That's actually where we found it when we were in the U.S. We made a Christmas version, which was just a blast. Very fun. Uh, and then we did a Lego set. You got me a Lego set for Christmas. I think we're Lego adults now. And I, by we, we I mean, have to be I careful. We have to be careful. We have to be careful. We might have a Lego room coming in a home, <laughs> which might just be room? like our bedroom gets converted to a Lego room and we have a Lego bed we sleep in. Listen, I th- always, it's not like I thought it was nerdy or anything. I just thought like, really like adults and right. then we were we were loosely into lego masters the show right. like a few years ago and then for this christmas i wanted i told jason very specifically i was fine for a low-key christmas right but i did on christmas day want something joyful to look forward to right like a kid like you know the, that feeling of being able to like put together a present on christmas day i yes. wanted that and so i told him that and so 
I just realized like if you expect your partner to read your mind and know what you need, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't so do it. what did I do? I bought him <laughs> the joy that I wanted. Exactly. Which was a Lego set. You know you're an adult, like a middle-aged adult when, when this you, is happening. You service your own emotional needs 100%. by buying gifts for other people through yourself. Also, life hack for us. So every year for the past couple of years, we've done this where we bought each other a stocking full of gifts and there was a budget. It was like a hundred bucks or something like right. that. And it was just like little things like Burt's love, Bees, lip balm. Let's all be honest. A stocking stuffer? Stockings so are great. They're so fun. There's lots of little things just you get to open. Tiny. So we had been doing this the past couple of years, but we had always been traveling for uh, Christmas. And we just thought this year, we're like, well, like we don't need to buy a bunch of new stuff. We're back here. We want to have a low key. We didn't need anything. Exactly. We didn't need anything before anyway. But True. this year you had the idea of let's both find 10 items in the house that the other person already Go owns. Go shop for our stocking stuffers yeah. in our house. Wrap those items. Yeah. But also it can't be like, you can't wrap my laptop because I'm going to look at that no, every day. And it's in so the it's got to be like kind of secretive kinda a little secretive. bit. Kind of secretive. So we both scavenged one day for like, you know, an hour picking out 10 items. I literally am going through our home with a tote, like a little plastic tote. And I'm like picking out, I'm like looking at things in your, uh, um, your little like beauty counter that you have <laughs> in the bathroom. Counter, sure. And I'm like, Ooh, does she use this lipstick? Like, I don't know, but it doesn't, it's in the back. Yeah. So what I just like you, grabbed it. What were your favorite old new stocking stuffers that you got? Oh, my favorite old Because I can tell you what stars. mine were immediately. Okay. My two favorite stocking yeah. stuffers that I got that I previously owned yeah. was a travel size of my detangler, oh, nice. which I hadn't even popped open okay. yet because yeah. I bought it when we were back in the States and I forgot I bought it and oh, it was just delightful to get it the second time around. Yeah. And my favorite lip gloss. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, my favorite is one I wrapped for you, which is the portable phone battery because <laughs> your phone is perpetually in low power mode and I can't stand it. So I just wanted to make sure you knew you had that so that you could always use it. <laughs> You know? <laughs> so anyway, that was our, our fun Christmas. Uh, and then just to wrap up, uh, as New Year's came around. We now, were gonna... wait, before you go to New Year's, yeah, did sure. you want to tell everyone what we did on Christmas Eve? Because uh, we started a new tradition. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. This is great. Um, okay. So Christmas Eve this year falls on a Sunday. And yes. I very much Last enjoy- Last year, really, as you're listening to this. Oh, last year, yes, yes, in 2023. And it doesn't happen again, uh, Christmas or Christmas Eve falling on a Sunday uh, for four years, I think wow. I heard. Um, but anyway, it falls on a Sunday. I love American football. I am in two fantasy football leagues with a group of uh, so kind of like business friends and then like long time ago friends, like 30 years ago friends, which is crazy to say. Uh, not quite 30, 25 years. <laughs> but uh, it's just like, I, I love, and I love Red Zone. Like Red Zone is like just my favorite way of watching football. A lot of people hate it because it's so fast paced and you're not getting anything. I it's love it. It's too much happening. It it's just like since the day it came out, I have just enjoyed watching. Why football don't already. I like Red Zone? You don't have enough time to get invested the in the story. Yeah, okay? you don't get enough. Travis Who are the Kelsey, characters? Yeah, What's background? the backstory? What's his mom doing? Who's the underdog? Yeah, exactly. Like I don't have enough time to get invested. I love it. Get the story out of here. Give me the action. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, couldn't be a better illustration of our relationship and who we are as people. But anyway, as the Sunday was coming up, you know, you, you were kind of putting together this little uh, plan for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. You created these cute little itineraries for us, and it was very lovely. And I didn't give you enough credit for it, but it was very you fun. You did give me enough credit. And you did a great you. job. You even like did the little Canva layouts, of, of course. course. We're so extra. Um, we don't have kids yet, so, you know, we have time for these <laughs> we have things. Time. Uh, so anyway, I'm looking at this itinerary and I'm like, this is the fantasy football playoffs weekend. It's also like the like weekend before playoffs are like like teams are making it into the playoffs. I'm like, it's actually kind of like the most fun weekend to watch a football, yeah. you know, hours of football. And you brought this to me and it went over super well. And I really tried to bring it up as like, hey, I don't have to do this, but I'm looking at this itinerary of two days and all of it is the stuff that you want to do. Is there any chance we could just toggle in this one thing I want to do for three hours yeah, on Sunday night? Three hours. Well, yeah, six but that was... Hours. Well, 
you didn't have to participate after the 9 p.m. hour because the football starts at 6 p.m. here in Europe. It was a 6 to 9 p.m. Yeah. Well, you lobbed it up to me, and I want everyone to know that in the moment as he's saying the words, (laughs) like it's like doing the thing where it's like slow motion is happening, and I'm like, Caroline, receive this this bid, this emotional bid. You need to receive this well. This is a person telling you, the person you love the most in the world, telling you what they want for Christmas Eve. It was the only thing I asked for. It was the only thing you asked for. I didn't ask for Lego. And what I'm hearing is... I love football more than spending time with you. <laughs> we had okay. like literal 48 hours of itinerary planned. I just wanted three hours. And I was like, wow, so you want to get a divorce. So okay. selfish. <laughs> so super selfish. Yeah. Um, and so then I, I gathered myself. I, I was very good at communicating my emotions. I said, I'm going to hear this request. Yeah. I'm letting you know this is how I'm feeling. You, you hate me. You put the knife down. <clears throat> yeah, I, I did put the knife down. Yeah, I'm just and kidding. We're kidding. Just more and then joke. we said, and then I was like, okay, let me think on it. And then I went downstairs. I went out, got on my Peloton bike. I was like sweating it out. <laughs> I was like, you know what? First of all, it's not a Peloton bike. Just, yeah, we're, not, we're not bougie. We're not bougie. A Peloton. It's a phaloton because it's a fake. Fal- like it's a fallacy. Like yeah. a phaloton. Yeah. I get in my phaloton. And I'm like, listen, it's called compromise. Like, you're, let's. how can we reframe this? Yeah. I'm always, I'm the queen of reframing. Great. You do how great How can I get reinvested? You do great at it. Yeah. And so I decide I'm going to turn it into a game. So once I come up with the clever name, then I'm fully bought in. For sure. So I come up with the name Rudolph the Red Zone Reindeer. I think I'm the most clever person in the world. Yeah. And I text that to you immediately. What was your reaction when you got that text? Were you like, yeah, she's bought in. She's got, she, she I was did like, a thing. I get three she hours. I get three of the 48 hours. Here we go. You're like, what a turnaround. No, I was like, also, this seems kind of fun. It is fun. Like, I'm curious where this is going to okay. go. So in case anybody out there wants to do it and... It is Rudolph the Red Zone Reindeer, and I made bingo cards. You made bingo cards. I made bingo cards, uh, again, using Canva. Thank you so much, Canva. Not yeah. sponsored by Canva yeah, this episode. No, no. And basically what we did was we together came up with a list of l- things that would happen in the games. Yeah, so this is where like I brought my, like I watch football all the time. So like I know the announcers always say stupid things like execute, always said when you're watching it. This Back one was shoulder my f- pass. My favorite was ill-advised play. Ill-advised throw. That was throw. an ill-advised throw. Ill-advised throw. <laughs> So we did things like that, things the announcer would say, like things that would happen in the game, like F- missed a field fumble, goal, interception, a pick yeah. six, whatever. Then we did Christmas items yeah. because I mistakenly thought that they were going to like pan to like Christmas Which when you more. watch Red Zone, they don't do a lot of filler time they no because filler. they're currently switching to games. So like when you would normally watch a game and it's like about to go to commercial, they pan to the crowd and you see a guy in a Santa suit. Right. You don't really get that on Red Zone, but it was funny because you had these little spaces. So it turns it was out like, those were the hardest ones to It was to like cross a reindeer, off. a candy cane. So it, like we started playing this. It was very fun. So, and also a key part of this is our boards are different. Yes. So we, so basically we did it so that we had the equal amount of. We could do a whole, uh, a whole thing. YouTube anyway, video breaking down. You can tell how result. excited I yeah. am about this queen of reframing. I got into it and it turned out to be so fun. Yes. I have never cared about football more. <laughs> also. So like, uh, one of the things that we had on there was like an exposed shoulder pad <laughs> or a helmet came off on the play and we're like, Ooh, is the shoulder pad off? And we're like, Oh no, it's like, it's on the side. It's gotta be over the top. <laughs> So it's like we had these like little rules, and then turns out hot cocoa yeah. again was not nowhere to be found because it we was, had no filler time. So every time you'd pan to the side, and a guy would be like getting Gatorade, I'd be like, "Is, is there hot cocoa? Is it hot cocoa? Is it hot cocoa?" I don't see there? any steam coming off that cup, but that might be hot cocoa. So that you, was yeah, that was, was a just, pretty popular bit for the night. It made it very fun. Uh, we showed it to friends. I showed it to my fantasy football group. Everyone basically's reply was, "This is great. You should create this." So, so we if literally I might... leave, if I just leave our businesses behind <laughs> and start to create Rudolph the Red Zone, but it's Reindeer, only a 
one time a year business. So we, we really got to push our chips in. Our fourth quarter is going to be huge. Yeah. So business. literally next year, you might hear from us that we have this, this small Etsy side project where we sell these branded Rudolph yeah, the Red Zone Reindeer cards. Yeah, I'm about to trademark it. So don't even you think about it. Yeah. It was very, very fun. You did a great job. Thank so you. that wrapped up uh, our holidays for New Year's. We basically did nothing. I thought we were going to do an activity. You said activity season was over. We had done enough things. <laughs> you were like, hey, do you want it? And I was like, I think I'm done with activities. Yeah. And you're like, okay. And it was time to just like get into work stuff again because we basically had taken two months to end the year where everything was super chill. We had a coaching session in both months, but like everything else yes. going on was just very like low key, not doing a lot. And we will get into business stuff, plans for the year, excitement. But since we were off all of December, we did want to just cleanly yeah. wrap up the year, do a reflection episode. We know everybody else has moved on to 2024, yeah. but this is going to be our year in review. We don't like to, you know, go with the crowds. Yeah. And, and we I, just want to reflect back on this year. Also, we have a written version of this. You can find a link to it in the show notes for this if you want to read it. We have been writing these reviews. I have personally been writing these reviews since 2015, mm -hmm. which is almost coming up on 10 years, which mm -hmm. is kind of wild. Uh, give all the credit to Paul Jarvis, my buddy who he was doing this before I was. Uh, uh, before I'd even heard about it as a thing, but just love this format. So here's what we're going to go over in this episode. What went well last year? What didn't go well last year? We have those 2024, those changed 2023. Uh, what we didn't do on purpose in 2023 and then what's our preview of 2024? What are we focusing on? And then our words for the year. Mm -hmm. So that's the format of this. I think we're going to go kind of quick because we've already spent 15 minutes talking about Christmas you know, activities and Rudolph the Red Zone Reindeer took so much time. But, it deserved uh, it. It did deserve it. It was very, very fun. And we, we barely got to tell anybody about it. And it's one of those things that you came up with. And I'm just like, like this needs a YouTube video. People need to be able to do this. It's Thank very you, fun. babe. All right. Uh, you want to kick us off here with what went well? Okay. So at the top here, what went well... Just, we're not going to bury the lead. We had maybe the best year ever for us. Which is very confusing because if you look at it from the outside, someone looking at our lives, they're like, guys, how was 2022 not the best year? You traveled to 10 countries. You saw all these amazing things. You created more memories than you could ever have well, wanted. Well, and that's why the best is such a subjective exactly. thing. But I think overall, when you're asking for the type of people that we are and yeah. the things that we love, like... I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, checking off the bucket list in my life of going to a Michelin star restaurant in every country we visited in 2022, which again was only 10 countries, but that was amazing. Like I'll never probably oh, do that again. 2022 was amazing. But if you're talking about, like you said, what year was the most like aligned with yeah. who we are in our natural state of being and had the right amount of just what I wrote down here is 2023 was a year of contentment for yeah. us. Like it was a really a year of gratitude, of slowing down, of rebuilding a life. It was the beginning of a new chapter. It was, we got to sort of like reassemble our relationship, not in a way where it was like falling apart, but 2022 really shook it up in a way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it was so many challenges. It was so many uncomfortable moments. It was so many new things we had to experience. I mean, we were literally around like 10 different languages essentially in the year. Yeah. And that's very difficult. I mean, it's very difficult when like your natural state isn't, we love traveling. We travel all the time. It's like we went from one to two trips per year to literally traveling every single day for 10 months straight. Yeah. So 2023 was really for us about slowing down, putting down roots in a new place. And 
we just spent, I think, our time really well on the things that we wanted to spend time on. So it was a lot of getting our health back together after being sort of like disrupted I mean, of it's travel. Just incredibly difficult to work out so when you're hard. packing your bag every four days. Yeah. So you and I worked out almost every day of the entire year, which felt like a big win. Mm-hmm. Um, and we made friends. So you've heard us all year talk about, you know, our neighbors on this podcast. We just we really put down roots in this neighborhood and we love our neighborhood. We have friends beyond just our small town. Um, you know, we went to the beach every single week. We just enjoyed living here. Yeah. I think uh, if you want to hear more about the Portugal stuff, go back, uh, an episode or two. I think was it last episode, the final yeah. episode. Yeah. No, uh, two, two episodes. Cause enough was our, anyway, scroll here. back through our episode library and like two episodes ago from this one. And we did a full episode about our life in Portugal and like the one year. So you can hear more about that. But I think the biggest thing for me and why it's easy to say like this year was kind of like the best year we've had in our lives yet is the combination of you know, coming off of a year of travel, being in comfort every day and not having those challenges, it makes you realize like, okay, I'm not the type of person who wants adventure every day of my life. Yeah. Having our businesses be at a predictable, really WAME is at a very predictable place. And we've got a really good system for that. We've got a great community. We have this podcast, we have our newsletter, like things are just really humming along. It's taken us five years to get there. Uh, and we've talked about that in many episodes. And then I think, like you said, like just our relationship kind of coming back together and and having a place that felt like we had enough friends, we had enough things to do to, to like, you know, have some little moments and memories. And it just, none of it felt it felt challenging, but it didn't feel as challenging as I maybe thought it would be moving to a new country. Completely. Like my, I wrote down here, my word for 2023 was capable. Like I wanted to, I think I mentioned this maybe at the top of the year, but after completely breaking myself down in 2019 with just like the worst, like rock bottom for me that I've ever hit, this is with my anxiety and just my health in general year by year, then being hit with like the pandemic right after that, I had to sort of rebuild myself and 2022 was really putting that to the test, but it pushed me in a way where I started, I mean, I think I finally at the end of 22 started feeling like, wow, my anxiety levels on a daily basis are much lower. I can't believe what I was able to accomplish this year. And so I went into 2023 going, I want to prove to myself, like almost rebrand my identity in a way to myself. I used to have this picture of myself as a hypersensitive, like anxiety ridden person. And I still take all the best parts of that identity. I'm still a sensitive person. I'm a deep feeler. But I wanted to challenge this notion that I would just crumble, Mm -hmm. you know, under challenges or uh, curveballs or uncertainty. And I think I really proved that to myself this year and just like starting to drive again and navigating a place with where I don't know the language. And like, I just don't experience the self-doubt that I did or the crippling anxiety that I did before. So that's a huge one for me. Yeah. Let's uh, jump down to health because I think it kind of dovetails perfectly here. So uh, I would say 2023, very solid year for our health. As you mentioned, uh, good, consistent exercise. We got into a good rhythm of like good health eating wise. Um, You know, we don't eat out a ton, but even when we do, like just the portion sizes here are so much smaller. So it even feels like I couldn't remember really one meal that we had here in Portugal that I left the restaurant being like, oh, I overdid it. You know, it's like, it's very rare that that happens here. And I think it just adds to our overall health that even when we do go out and splurge on like a meal, it still doesn't feel like it does. One thing that I just realized as you were saying that about food and stuff too, this change happened so gradually that I didn't even notice it. But I remembered at the beginning of the year, like 
so a change that we made in the middle of the year was we stopped buying alcohol f- to drink at home. Mm-hmm. And so we still have like a couple things on hand for like a special occasion or whatever. Yeah. But like I used to buy, you know, a bottle of wine and, you know, some days during the week we would have a glass of wine in the evening and stuff. And I just didn't love the way that I felt when I woke up. I still love drinking. Oh, we love wine. I still love a glass of yeah. wine. I still love a cocktail when we go out. But I just thought to myself, what would happen if I stopped buying it for the house? Yeah. And it was such an easy transition because I think we had already cut way back and the the impact that that has had on my health in terms of feeling more energized <clears throat> you know and then it also feels special when we go out and I do have a cocktail it feels that I was describing this to a friend like the best way I can describe it is like it feels additive it doesn't yeah. feel like I'm using alcohol to numb anything or remove anything it feels like I'm using it as like a social uh, enjoyment mechanism and for me that works I totally understand everyone has a unique relationship to alcohol but in case you're someone who's been thinking about cutting back that was a really easy way for us to cut back tremendously was just stop buying it at the store yeah absolutely uh those three euro bottles of wine though in Europe it's amazing oh I yeah I think that's why we probably started out because I was like I need it. every bottle of wine is four euros. Like yeah. I'm going to get and it. Delicious. It's delicious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Let's pivot over to work. So we uh, did a couple experiments this year that uh, I, we would say went well. So the first one at the beginning of the year was the behind the build series. So this is where we kind of just wanted to do like a, a weird different thing where we did kind of a day uh, watch us build a thing. And we just basically rebuilt our homepage and then a lead magnet for the homepage. So that was a fun project that we experimented with. We did kind of a pay what you want model. Didn't very make very much money but that wasn't really the point of it it was just kind of like have fun uh then we also did the calm business encyclopedia which that is a huge project that Mm -hmm. we undertook finished and not even listed on here was our wame dashboard which we redid our entire wame dashboard well you have that in what didn't go well in 2023 it also did go well because we got it done it exists uh, I think it's a huge improvement over what we had before. Totally. Uh, and and then probably our biggest surprise of the year was Wame of Stones. Definitely. So Wame of Stones, uh, if you haven't heard us talk about it before, it is our community accountability game within our Wandering Gameplay Unlimited program. This is for our members only in Slack. And we kind of just created this on a whim. I had been doing these, what I called Momentum Monday check-ins through Slack for a couple of years. And this was directly one-on-one with, with community members. But it was just taking up too much of my time. I mean, it was bandwidth. taking two days of your week every week. And that was just too much yeah. time. And so we we were like, well, what's a way that we could do this that still has some accountability, but kind of brings everybody together. And so we both came up with this. Yeah, we we root root off the red zone reindeer. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And and so this game basically became this monthly check in system in Slack. Every week people would check in. You would earn a Waymefinity stone. It was just this little like digital stone. Uh, And it just became this fun thing where you created, created these game boards and over the year, we had 200 and I think 15 Waymers play the entire year. Our highest month had 101 people play. Uh, we had a virtual pizza party to celebrate that 100 people played. And it was, people have said in the community, it's the best account- accountability system they've ever been a part of. They actually stuck with it. They got things done. I also give you so much credit. Your weekly Slack messages that you put a lot of like yeah. love into, you keep the game alive. You keep it fun. And yeah. it's just, to me, Wayme of Stones is such a perfect example from this year of do something a little weird, like really yeah. whatever you're doing in your business. If you, if it's lost, it's luster or you need to make it more efficient or you need to do it, you know, you need to switch it up. Really think outside of the box and ask yourself, how can I make this fun? How could I do it differently than people are doing it? And let me just try it and experiment with it. And it is one of the huge surprises that came out of the year. 
is I don't know any other online business community that does a themed game for yeah. accountability, you know, and that and that's really fun. It's also the a perfect example of it, like an unmarketable thing. Yeah. Like you can't even really explain it to someone. I'm right. like, it's an accountability game. It's in Slack. And like we made up these game boards and everything. Like what? Why? And then when you're in there and you're actually doing it, everybody loves it. Right. And so it just kind of became this like really fun thing. So we are doing it again for our members in 2024. New theme. With a new, a theme, new theme, which we're excited to put put out there uh, and we'll help everybody reach their goals every month and just kind of be accountable. And also it brings the Slack community kind of to life. So uh, I think that's a very positive thing that went well. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, revenue for Wayne? Yeah. And the, I mean, funny that we don't even mention this as the first thing, but this was our highest uh, revenue year for Wayne. And despite the fact that our web traffic and email subscriber growth is still declining, yeah. which is just incredible to me, that really speaks to the fact that we've now hit this word of mouth uh, threshold. I feel like after five years in business, I really believe that our the more we pour into our members, the more they want to tell their audiences about it. And I think that, you know, just doing things differently and being kind of that, that, membership community that is not about hustling and about hyper growth, but about balancing a good life in the process, there isn't that much of that out there. And so I think people, the word gets out. And so it attracts the type of people who do want to grow slowly and grow steadily. And, you know, it just continues to show us that we're doing something right. Yeah. And I, I think it's a perfect uh, example too of, we had I mean, four times, five times the amount of web traffic when we first started Wandering Gameplay, we combined our businesses, but both of our websites were bringing in a more generic traffic base mm -hmm. off of a couple articles that were more generic, not really tied to like our core audience of client-based business owners trying to transition to digital products. And as we just kind of like let those posts die, if you will, our traffic has really just become, you know, uh, still a good amount of general people who maybe don't care about that, but we have honed in that like, were a place for those people. And so now with lower signups and lower traffic, it's the right people. And it's a good right. example of that where you have a business and you're like, oh, well, I'm getting, you know, 500 new email subscribers a month. That's great. But if they don't buy your stuff, it doesn't matter. You're right. filling an email list of people who are never going to buy from you. It'd be better to get 50 who are very interested in what you're selling. And if five of those buy every month and your product is priced well, then you can run a sustainable business. And that's really what we've found. Uh, our goal this year was 300 new waymers added and we i didn't even realize that was the goal that we set until i looked at this we had 310 we so hit our goal. very good on us to uh, to hit our our high goal this uh, past year and a huge shout out to all of our uh, waymers who help promote wayne because again like you said word of mouth is the best way people find out about yeah. wayne i would like to submit a short ca uh, caveat and side tangent okay fantastic which is i think i'm witnessing within myself right now it makes me kind of uncomfortable sometimes to talk about things that go really well so it, it's hard for me to talk about, okay, it's the best year of revenue this year, or it's hard for me to talk about this is one of the most content years of our lives because I know how many people out there are struggling, yeah. how many people are struggling to build their businesses, how many people are still struggling for that next client or making their bills or, you know, going through a health crisis or a lonely, you know, stretch of time or breakups, all these things. And I just want to take a moment to say, I, I know that. And I don't ever want to make it seem like we are, um, you know, oblivious to that. That being said, I also, something that I want to do with Wandering Aimfully is to be a voice for not only sharing the hard things in life, but also sharing the good things. 
you know, it's like you go back a few years and you can go to the podcast episodes where we talk about when I couldn't work for six months and when you and I had the hardest year of our marriage because we were navigating health stuff together. And and that was really hard. But I want to share that and I want to share the good. And I want to normalize that for everyone where if you're having a good year, I don't want you to feel bashful about having gratitude for that and acknowledging that. And I want you to be able to live in that joy. If you had the worst year, I don't want you to feel bashful about or ashamed of saying this didn't go to plan. This, you know, really knocked me down. I'm in a bad place. Like, I think we should all feel comfortable enough to share the the authentic breadth of human emotion. So anyway, that's my quick side tangent yeah. because I, I don't know. It makes me feel weird when I'm like, we had this great year and I know that's not true for everyone, yeah. but I want to feel confident enough to share when it's good and when it's bad. I think it's also just, you know, as the years go on, when we're past the thickest part of the pandemic, like obviously COVID-19 is going to exist in our lives forever moving forward. But like, there was a time when none of us left the house, you know, yeah. like I, I think like part of this getting through these years is kind of readjusting back to a time when you're like, oh, I can be happy for the majority of what happened this year. Like there's always going to be things that are difficult. We're going to have ups and downs just like everybody else. But I do think it's it's good to also t soak in these moments. And that's what I think we've tried to do is just be really grateful because a couple of years ago, this is not even possible. And you never, totally. you didn't even know if it was going to be possible again. And I think the way that our brains work Years of your life could go by. Like you might look back this year. Maybe you're one of those people who's like, it was just kind of a meh yeah. year. It wasn't a bad one. It wasn't a good one. But I wonder how much of that is not making the decision to have to really soak up all the goodness of this year. Like I don't want to go through years of my life where 20 years from now I look back and I think to myself, wow, that was actually one of the best years of my life. I just didn't have gratitude enough in the moment to acknowledge it. And so the, I think that's a little bit of what we're doing here as well is just we've we've cultivated this practice of gratitude and mindfulness that sometimes having the best year of your life is as simple as deciding that it was a really great year. Yeah, even if it was simple, even if, even it, if was, it was simple, you weren't traveling around. All right. Uh, last item here in the what went well, I added this uh, in the 24th hour, which was just I, I love these types of things. So what was the best life purchase you made this year? And what was the best business purchase or one that you've already had that just like made the biggest impact for you? Right. Uh, so for you, ma'am. Oh, okay. I'll start. I know this is like a little bit of a not inexpensive one, but it is the true answer, which is for life. Yeah. Buying the Phalaton. The Phalaton. And putting yeah. it in our bonus room. Having a method of exercise that I don't loathe yeah. at our house is to me the life hack because even though we go to a little gym that's walking distance and you know we I still go there with you to lift weights and everything even though I'm trying something different this year but having that bike to be able to even on the days when I didn't want to work out go Caroline all you got to do is sit on the bike for 10 minutes and inevitably I get on the bike for 10 minutes I do a ride I want to go longer or I put on a thing and I ride for 30 minutes. Like even on the days where I wasn't really giving it my all, something is better than nothing. Yeah. And for me, it's all about keeping up the daily habit. And so that was the convenience of having it downstairs. Yeah, for sure. Like worth and also like it was very affordable when you compare well, it to compared like, to a Peloton. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, all right. So that's your, for your life. For one. life. What's your life? Oh, we're jumping back and yeah. forth. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, I was trying to think about this. I thought the obvious answer would be something in baking because, uh, you know, I bought my sourdough game. I got a like really solid recipe, been making cookies. I only had two bad batches of cookies the entire year. Wow, congrats. Thank you so much. Uh, no big deal. 
I'm about to get in some pretzels, which is gonna be fun. Uh, but the number one thing for me, I realized, is the Hario Switch. So for all my coffee nerds huh. out there, this is my my choice. It is uh, a little pour-over device, and it's got a little switch, as it talks about, where it opens and closes the filter to let the coffee through. Um, I found an amazing Hario Switch recipe that I absolutely love, and I've been making it like literally almost every day since I bought this thing for myself. I had a very, sorry, a very poignant moment of gratitude this morning where I thought to myself, you make my coffee every morning. And I don't do it in like a Mr. Coffee Brewer. I just want you like, to know it's, here. I'm Mr. Coffee Brewer Mr. and I'm coffee. hand pouring the coffee. Here in this public forum, I just wanted to, to I'm grinding the beans you. every Thank morning, you. measured perfectly, the right temperature of water. Yeah, you really do grind my beans, don't you? Oh, yeah, I tell you, I do. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the Hario Switch, uh, we'll leave a link uh, directly to that in the description if you want to check it out. If you're a coffee nerd, if you like making pour over coffee, I would highly recommend trying it. Um, Maybe I'll also remember to include the recipe that I like. Uh, it's a little bit finicky of a recipe, but it literally takes like three minutes. So it's just like, but you kind of got to be hands on for the three minutes. There's a lot going on, uh, but it makes a delicious cup of coffee almost every time with every type of bean. So Amazing. That's my life thing. All right. What's your business? Okay. Thing? My business thing. I think we've actually been using this for two years now, but it's just the one that came to my mind. This is a subscription to the website icons8.com. Nice. And as someone who makes this year especially or 2023 especially a ton of uh keynote presentations a ton of like design assets and things this is a website i mean they do different things but the main subscription that i pay for is for icons it is an icon library of all of these different styles let me tell you what's great about it though it's only like i think eight bucks a month but you can search any icon and then you can also they have like one style that you can just choose. So I have mm. a style that I use for all of the coaching presentations and the library is just endless. Cool. And then what's cool is let's say I search like computer or I search like, um, you know, revenue or whatever you click into the icon and you can recolor it right there. So I can add our brand colors, recolor the icon and then download it either as a, a, a pretty large size PNG or an SVG. So a vector file, and it's just like really helped my workflow. If you're someone who uses icons on a regular basis, if you want to create presentations, if you want to create social media assets and you want consistent icons, mm. um, rather than just like buying one set, finding out that you don't have, you know, enough. Anyway, I just like it. Cool. That's a good one. Every I'm, single time I use it, I'm like, this is worth eight, eight bucks a month. I always love it when you you show me the coaching presentations. I'm like, look at all these custom icons we have. These are amazing. Yeah. Uh, so it's fun. I was told that I was not allowed for my business purchase to mention Screen Studio as the number one business purchase that I made. Screen Studio that I love, <laughs> which is a screen recording application that is just fantastic. It's called Screen Studio. Well, I just realized you probably don't have only mentioned it like twice. Once. I know. Yeah, on the podcast. But you say it to me all Because the time. it's awesome. I love it. If you record little screen recordings, I know so many of you listeners use something like Loom. And if you use it just like Loom, just to like show a video to a friend, right. that's fine. But if you're recording like demo videos or you're trying to walk through something, like especially for Teachery. That you're going to put up for lots of people. It's super helpful because it does like this auto zoom feature. Screen you Studio is super Screen helpful. Studio does this. Yeah. Uh, so I really love it. It's not that expensive, especially for a video editing application. What used to take me what would be like a six hour edit in Final Cut Pro, I can do in Screen Studio in like 20 minutes. No joke. And it's not using like AI to do it. It's still a video editor. But wow, is it fantastic. So I'm not allowed to mention Screen Studio. So that's not it. Link in the description of this podcast episode. If you want to click through and buy it with our affiliate link, you can do that. Screen Studio. Um, I am going to mention, because I can't mention, you can't mention Screen, screen Studio. Studio. Correct. Is Arc Browser. Arc 
Browser, yeah. So I'm pretty sure Arc Browser came out this past year. Yeah, uh, we started and, using it. And this this is a browser built by or built on the Chromium thing, so it's it's a Chrome browser. But they kind of changed the way that you think about using a browser. And instead of like a horizontal bookmark, I do want credit. I did show this. To you, you did show this Thank to me. Thank you. Uh, there's a instead of like a horizontal bookmarks bar like we're all used to or with folders or whatever. Um, it does it on the side with tabs. And so you can have like multiple spaces or what they call them. So like I have a space for just like my morning routine stuff, mm -hmm. which is really just like, it's YouTube, it's my Google calendar. Um, and then I think I have like just this like calm screen. That's just like a gradient. That's just nothing. So if I'm listening to a podcast or whatever, I just have nothing on screen. Then I have the Wayne mm -hmm. uh, space, all the things which is all, all the things I use in Wayne, like all the like go-to bookmarks that I use. Then I have a teachery space. And then I just have like a random space, which is like uh, I use um, or I look at like ESPN or whatever. And then I have a cooking space, which yeah. is like all my recipes. But I just love at two people who love design and love like thoughtful like little interactions you can change the backgrounds and you can change the the colors of things you can brand little things and it just makes it a much more enjoyable experience i'm not a huge like keep a lot of tabs open person so i didn't like that about this when i first started but the way they do it makes me feel like I don't have 57 tabs open and I can't tell where I am in my As browser. someone who does keep a lot of tabs open, I love it for that. And then also the feature that I love is anything that's not a pinned tab, pinned meaning it will stay up. Yeah. It disappears after, after 24, 24 hours. hours. Yeah. And I love that because every day you start new and you can remember for those of us who are tab lovers, you can always go back to your history. You can always find yeah. the tab. But it's just like it's tab bankruptcy every it day. Is, yeah. And I like that because it keeps it clean. And um, I love the spaces feature. Yeah, the only thing I don't love about it sometimes, which you can fix, is when you have the sidebar open. Yeah. Most websites, especially if you're on a laptop, are not built little... for the screen resolution of such a narrow window. Yeah. But you can hide the sidebar, which goes full width and it's yeah. fine. Yeah. All right, so those are our uh, our picks. Again, we'll leave some links in the show notes if you care about those. Let's transition to what didn't go well, uh, and let's talk about that. Okay. First thing that's on here, I'll just mention it is my bum knee. Yeah. So uh, I, for those of you who have not heard the knee saga, I had two ACL tears, one on each knee back in the 2007-2008 years playing basketball. I'm a bigger person. I carry a good amount of weight and muscle on my body. And I think my knees are just not built to handle that. And this year we got into paddle, which is really fun. It's a little short lived, but yeah, we very, did get yeah, very into weeks, it for three those weeks. three weeks. And uh, I come to find out I had some really, really strong knee soreness. And I'm a person who doesn't complain a lot about pain. And this was really bad. When got an MRI, I tore my ACL again. I basically have like no meniscuses left. So mm, it's not guy? Maybe. Um, it's not good. Uh, basically, the doctor, when we went and saw him, he was like, hey, man, this is not a good knee. Not a good knee. And so I'm going to have to have a little arthroscopic surgery just to clean some stuff up. But I will say in the past couple months, I've been extremely diligent about strengthening my legs yes. and working on it. I still have pain every single day. That's not going to go away because it's basically just arthritis at this point. But I'm building more strength so I can actually be more you know, mobile and I don't feel as bad. But that has been kind of like a what didn't go well in 2023 is that my ailing body is starting mm. to catch up with me. So if I can get a robot knee, I'll take it. Those bodies, they really are not built to last. Sometimes they fall apart. Okay. So that's my uh, my only little thing there. Yeah. You want to talk about uh, travel well, burnout? <laughs> I wrote what didn't go well, but it was just like, I really thought we were going to explore more of Portugal this year or like go to different places in Europe. But turns out, I wrote, is travel burnout a thing? I think we just went so hard on travel in 2022. Yeah. See earlier in the episode. 
uh, that we just wanted to stay home. And, and, and we love it here so much yeah. here being like our home that we just never, we would check in every month and be like, want to plan a trip, want to plan a trip. And it would just eventually be like, no. So, um, we did plan to do more travel and we just decided not to, we didn't want to. Yeah. And I think I had this uh, realization that I told you about that one day where I was like, man, if, if you would ask anybody like, don't you want to do a full time, like a full year of travel to be like, yes, that's a dream. But then when you do it, it's like the classic thing. It's like for us, it's just too much. Like you get to the end of it and you're like, that was amazing. I'm so, we are so fortunate we were able to do that. So glad we it did. It was too much. Yeah. And it's like, if you could have just done six months of it with like longer breaks, it probably would have been a better overall year. We wouldn't have had travel burn at the end, but you just don't know. It's like, we always talk about the hot stove moment. It's like, yeah. that was the hot stove where we just like, we touched too much travel and it caused a year of not wanting to travel, but that's okay. It's not a big deal. Well, and that's the funny thing about just the concept of enough is sometimes you don't know what enough is until you hit too much. Exactly. So yeah. it's like when you're eating uh, peanut butter M&Ms, like, you know, mm, you have one handful. A bag? That's too much. And then you have a second handful and you're, you're like, like oh, well, my hands are a little too big to have two handfuls of these <laughs> peanut butter M&Ms. And I learned that. Also, peanut butter M&Ms, number one on the candy. Delicious. All right. Uh, the Wayne Dashboard Project. We mentioned this in the good category because I'm so happy that we have this project and it is out there for our members. It is a much better experience going through library. I'm really proud of it. Saving things. You did an unbelievable job completely redesigning basically Thanks. what is an entire application, a web application. Okay. But it took so much longer than we wanted. It cost a little bit more than we wanted. And it's just the classic thing of like when you're building something custom like that and you're really trying to like execute. There's your <laughs> Rudolph the Red Zone uh, Ranger bingo. Execute a vision for something that doesn't really exist, but you want it to exist in the way that you do. It's just difficult. Like I just, I do not think in the years that we've been doing this now, it is literally impossible for that type of project to go smoothly. It's going to be rocky and bumpy. You're going to have to give things up that you don't want to. And that's a little bit of a bummer that that's how that project kind of ended. Yeah. And we went into this project even being like, okay, the we, first dashboard yeah. didn't go well. So let's learn from that. And so we did intense documentation. When I say intense documentation, I mean meticulous documentation, but what you realize is a developer is coming in. They're not in your business yeah. day to day. So even when they're reading a meticulously documented thing about the functionality that you want, they don't really know the why behind that. And so yeah. it's hard for them to foresee how all the pieces connect together. And so, you know, project scope, project scope and things like that scope creep and things like that just happen near the end of the project and to be truthful this is just with any person that is working on a project for a long period of time you can tell there's a point in the project where they have lost interest in it yeah. as well because it's gone over the time and and we really tried to do just from experience in working with developers we tried to really hedge our bets at the beginning of this we tried to say well, like, even hey, he said all the right things yeah. right he said here are the milestones yeah you, if i don't do it by x date you don't have to pay me well that's good and well until it comes to that but and, and we go a, to ourselves are we really not gonna yeah we have a three quarters finished dashboard that our yep. members can't use and doesn't function like we it has to be finished exactly so anyway it didn't go extremely well it did get finished we are very proud of it now our members enjoy it it, it works flawlessly. it works very well it's a lot easier for us to update a lot of different things in it so yeah. very happy to have it yeah and we'll just carry those lessons forward yeah. to the next time uh, i went back to our 2022 review <laughs> and Dead. i pulled out this line that we wrote which is we think 2023 is the year tea tree makes its biggest jump since it was <laughs> created back in 2013 uh, nope. Nope. Uh, uh, That's that, a nope. That didn't happen. So we really wanted to focus on Tea Tree this past year. We 
did some focus, but we really only spent time working on the product as the only thing that's been focused on for years. So that is a didn't go well. Uh, we are very excited that we were able to launch themes as, yeah. a, as a part of Tea Tree. We launched course hubs as a part of Tea Tree. I think that there were a lot of like infrastructure things that we kind of shored up that have been lingering kind of technical debt for years. There's always going to be those to fix. Um, but I think that there is... There's a lot of change coming for Tea Tree this year, and I believe us when we say it this time around. But we just think looking back. 2024 <laughs> is the year Tea Tree makes its biggest jump since it was created back in 2013. Yeah, this is the year. This is the year, babe. This is the year. Uh, so yeah, you you can't prioritize something last and expect to make strides with it. And yeah, I the think one thing I wanted to say about lesson. this is, it's kind of funny now looking back that we wrote that that we think it's going to be the biggest jump because. Our approach was Tea Tree Fridays. Yeah. This, this is what we decided. We were like, we're going to do, because Wayne still takes, you know, we don't, we were kind of still getting a process with Wayne. We were getting back into things after travel full time. So we said Tea Tree Fridays. We're going to work on Wayne Monday to Thursday. And then on Fridays, we're going to dedicate a whole day to Tea Tree. And we thought that was going to get us the biggest yeah, jump. Yeah, but you got to think like that's adding in 52 days of working on Tea Tree in a year. From zero. When previously it was zero. Okay. So it's zero to 52 is a, a million percent increase. Yeah. So yeah. Now what we're going to try is to flip that. Yes. So so the priority is we start the week with Tea Tree. You know, basically Monday through Thursday is going to be mostly Tea Tree. We yep. will record the podcast still on Tuesdays. And then Fridays will be when we do Wayne because now Wayne is totally streamlined. And of course, I say like Fridays is Wayne, but like we're obviously yeah. helping our members throughout the week and we're, yeah. you know, it's still really very just... present. It's just, you don't need a ton of attention and focus to growing Wayne, right? Exactly. It's sort of on um, on a trajectory. Yeah, we, we have figured out Wayne. So we know what works. We yes. know the monthly coaching. We know the emails. We know putting the different products in front of people through the library, the Wayne of Stones game. Like that is a well-oiled machine at this point, And we're just going to keep running that machine. We're not going to abandon it. It's not going to get less time. It's just our bulk of our time is going to get prioritized. Each I think our biggest challenge and what we need to learn from 2023 is I think part of what happened, why teacher didn't get the attention it deserves is because when you encounter resistance, you're always going to fall back on the thing that feels more natural and easy to you. Yeah. And so growing tea tree is so much more resistance because it's starting back at the beginning. We don't know what works yet. It's just like the, the boulder has not budged at all. And so there's no momentum there. So when we are trying to think about what we want to do for business, if you go to the Wayne pasture, it's just like, blue skies and anything goes and we, yeah. we feel like we know what we're doing and all the ideas are coming. Why would I go there rather than the like dark, scary cavernous Canyon of tea tree? Yeah. Like I'm going to go to the bright pastures because I know it and it's easy. And for you listening to this, maybe that's like design versus marketing, right? Like the bright pasture is design. And so when you encounter a thing of what am I going to work on today? You're not going to go to the big scary Canyon of marketing that you're uncomfortable doing it. You don't know how to write sales emails. You don't want to make content and put yourself out there. I'm just going to go redesign my web website for the 12th time, right? Mm -hmm. Shots fired. <laughs> um, but I've been there. And that's what we did with Wayman Tea Tree this year. And so I think our biggest challenge of 2024 is going to be to boldly walk into that canyon of uncertainty with yeah. Tea Tree and to just do the harder thing yep. and to grow it and to just be more comfortable with that uncertainty. All right. We'll talk more about that in a few minutes here. Let's pivot over to what we didn't do this year on purpose. I added this section because part of Wandering Aimfully is 
we always talk about enough and not growing just for growth's sake. And a lot of times I forget to mention the decisions that we make to intentionally not do things. Mm -hmm. The money we leave on the table, you know, and not enough people talk about that. Like people talk about like what went well and what they grew and the decisions, the decisions they made, but not the decisions they made to not do something. So this is a new section. We already talked about uh, scaling back on travel. So it was very purposeful that we did not travel really that much at all. Uh, We still have not been back on social media, specifically really Instagram. Uh, And this has just been the best decision ever really for our mental health because we don't feel like we're stuck in the rat race of creating content and what's going to stand out. Oh, we're pivoting to reels and like, oh, like what's next? What do we have to be doing? And, um, you know, and I think that if you're early on in business, social media is obviously a thing that is probably important to get traction, but we do still believe there's a different way to do that. And I think we've been proof that you don't have to be on social media to grow a business. And I would say that this purposeful decision is a great thing that we continue not to do. Yeah. It's like, what did I tell you yesterday? I couldn't find my phone last night when it started (laughs) to get dark. And I was like, where's my phone? I realized I had left it in my purse after we went to lunch. And I was like, you know that you've broken the addiction to your phone and social media when you can lose it for four hours and, and that can happen. And I don't think it's a coincidence that like, you know, we had such a good 2023, uh, full of gratitude, full of contentment. And I was on social media the least yeah. of any year of my life. I don't think that those two things are not related. Yeah. Um, I think every time I go back in, cause I do have like a little personal Instagram still that I use. It has 40 followers. It's just for friends and family. friends and family to follow along with, you know, our life in Portugal. And I, I am glad I did that because it still keeps me connected to some friends that I probably wouldn't just text out of the blue, but I don't have the, um, addiction of being on there. So I only probably post a story once a week or whatever. And that has been a really good boundary for me. And just, I continue to even, even like, um, December when I'm like on my phone, like a little bit more, cause I'm not working as much. I would find myself like in reels for even just a few minutes and going like, Oh my God, like the way that it reignites the comparison in your mind or mm-hmm. I was telling you like dopamine. I'm getting fed all this like parenting content now and I'm like being a parent in this era of social media has to be exhausting yeah. don't do this do this don't do this do this these activities screen time no screen time gentle parenting not gentle parenting like I would just it's just too much yeah so anyway, that was a good one that we continued not to do. Uh, the other one, when we started this year, we or in 2023, when we started the year, we had planned to do two mini launches with Wandering Angley. Uh-huh. So we were going <laughs> to... Just because it's kind of hard to tell. Mini launches as in M-I-N-I. Yeah, mini So when you said launches. too many launches, it two, sounded like T-O-O-M-A-N-Y. The number two, mini as in small launches as in selling things yeah. uh, we had planned to do two of those throughout the year and we behind the build live was kind of like our first like getting into maybe what one of those would be and we really just decided like after doing that like this is not worth the time and effort yeah. and even the added revenue that it we think it probably would have brought to our business it wouldn't have been worth the stress and it wouldn't have been worth the time so like let's just continue to focus on wame we have our two enrollment periods throughout the year Let's just do that. That will be enough. And we will make more revenue this year doing those than we have in previous years. So that's good enough. And we don't yeah, have to do And these. I think this happens when you do run a predictable business is you get a little bit of an itch to experiment, to try something different. You go, we've been selling the same thing for so long. Like, do we want to try something different? And yeah, you try that and you go, oh, actually, I remember why I simplified my business down to just one thing because I know this really mm-hmm. well. And sometimes you got to go outside of that sort of constraint in order to, like we said, Sometimes you got to go too much to, in order to pull back. And yeah. this was one of those things as well. And it is, it, it, I think it's a good example of 
you know, even when you're running a predictable business that can be a little bit boring, if you will, because you don't have the new challenge, you don't have new things, you really have to push back against the idea of like, well, what if I just like made a new thing and sold it and it would just be fun? It's like, no, do the predictable thing because this is why you set this up so that it would be easier for you. Totally. Uh, and then we were going to do a Black Friday surprise, not a sale. We were actually going to do giving something away for free. Um, but as we got closer to that, as we knew we were traveling back to the States during that time, we were like, this is setting us up for a ton of extra work. For what reason? Yeah. You know, like it just it was a great idea and it's yeah. still something I would love to do in the future. But for the place we were in at the time, we just had to cut it. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's one of the things that it's all well and good when you set these plans at the beginning of the year, but you just don't know where the year's gonna go. Yeah. So it's always good to reevaluate as you're going through, like do I still want to do this thing? Because previous me said that this would be a good exactly. idea. But current me is like, this is not a good idea. I'm not going to do this. We fall into this trap sometimes ourselves where we go, well, but we have to do the Black Friday email. Yeah, yeah. You're like, what boss told you you had to do that? Oh, it was me. It, it was, was me. previous it was, me. It was previous me uh, who was in are this you, notion You mean to tell me nobody else knows about this except yeah, for just in my head and exactly. I'm trying to hold myself to a standard that only exists in my mind? Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah. All right, so those are the things we didn't do. Now let's finish up here with our 2024 preview. Okay. So what is next? What are we focusing on this year? Actually, 2024 <laughs> okay, is going to be ahead. the year yeah. where we Tea Tree makes its biggest jump since it was nice. created back in 2013. Great job. Great yeah. job. We're using that quote again in case yeah, you couldn't yeah, tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so we are going to flip the switch here. We've got a little bit of housekeeping stuff in the month of January to kind of like get ourselves ready to switch over to working on Tea Tree more than Wayne, uh, which we'll talk about one of those in a second. But essentially the idea for us is four days of the week, we're going to focus on Tea Tree work. We're still going to be doing the Wayne stuff, as we mentioned, but like the bulk of the work is Tea Tree. And then Friday is more Wayne stuff. So we already actually have a couple of things that we want to do with Wayne. Like we want to experiment with the new homepage, but a very simplified kind of email capture page. Uh, we have some shoring up of some automations and things to clean up, but like instead of doing those as we would put them as the priority first, because Wayne has always been the priority, Tea Tree is going to be the priority. Those then move to Fridays and we'll see how they go. And part of the journey, the fun way that Tea Tree, our software platform interacts with WAME, our coaching community, is we are taking all of our WAMers along for the ride this year as we try to grow Tea Tree. So we're going back to the beginning to, you know, follow our unboring business roadmap. That's the framework that we teach inside of our coaching program, WAME Unlimited. We're going to be using that in order to apply that to a software business. And most people inside of Wayman Unlimited don't have software businesses, but the point we're trying to make is this idea of experimentation, this idea of steady content, this idea of marketing bridges is transferable to any online business. So you're gonna be able to watch us in real time do that. We're gonna share some of those insights here on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And we hope that it will also be a little bit more of a relatable thing for those of you who might be more towards like that part of your journey where you're still trying to figure out what works in your business. Well, great. Now we're going to be able to share with you the tea tree side of what we work on, which is we have not figured out what works in that business yet. Right. So, well, to a degree. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest decisions, and this one really just popped up in Took the us past by surprise. couple of weeks. We, you, I will give you credit. You have been kind of um, harping on it, itching at this for a while, like a little bit of like a scratch you've been just kind of like mm -hmm. scritching at. Pawn scritching. Yeah. And I've just been like, no, like our feet are in cement here. Let's not do this. Uh, we're going to switch our email provider from Drip to ConvertKit. Now, yep. many of you listening to this might already be ConvertKit users because you know that it's really a good email platform for creators. the online creators. Um, and honestly, it's the one that we have recommended to people to join. We basically never recommend Drip ever. And we kind of, 
I'm not gonna say we got swindled into using Drip, but we got convinced into using Drip a couple of years ago when we paid a consultant to teach us how to do this like super fancy automation uh, to try and like automated sell things and customize. It was just way too much. But then we kind of just got like stuck into using Drip mm -hmm. and it worked. And I will say that, you know, there's nothing to complain about because we have continued to make the majority of our revenue through email marketing and drip serviced us very well for that. But I think in 2024, what we're realizing is like we are using a platform that is not built for our type of business. Yeah. And, and then we started noticing like every time they come out with new features in drip, it gets further and further away from the type of business we run. So all the features are really built with this e-commerce yeah. business owner in mind. And so there's dashboards and graphs and things that we don't need to use. I don't need to know, you know, you could argue abandoned this, carts and like abandoned cart, the lifetime like value of, you know, it's like, I can track that myself. And so the more and more we thought about it, we're just like, is that a bad idea? It, like it's never going to be easier to switch than it is today. Also, we give Nathan Barry so much credit because I've been friends with him for years and watched ConvertKit grow. And I think he has done such a good job of building this platform for people like us. Totally. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, we almost waited long enough for the platform to be suited for what we need. And the funny thing is, is I used ConvertKit. I think you also used ConvertKit. Yeah, we both were at one point. Back in like 2015, 2016. So it's interesting to come back and see like, oh, there's a ton of like new stuff that's like perfectly suited for us. And going back to what we said before, there's a theme emerging here. We almost needed to do all the fancy automation stuff to realize what was and wasn't important, exactly. right? You, you need to try some of those things sometimes just to be able to know for your own business this is too much complexity for not enough return. The irony is that the consultant that we, this is no shade to yeah, that yeah, person. No, no, no. They, I'm so glad that was money well spent at the time. Yeah. They moved back to ConvertKit convert well. in 2019 too. And so it's like the yeah. funny part is that we just, yeah. you know, it was an got experiment. stuck. Uh, I would say it didn't, it didn't fail or succeed. It was just something that we learned. Um, the one thing I am excited about is Nathan set me up with convertkit.com slash Jason <laughs> Six years ago, I still have it. You can still go to it. It's a very old photo of me talking at some conference. Yeah. Um, and so we'll get to use that more because now we get to talk about ConvertKit. And there are just some really awesome features that ConvertKit has now of like built-in growth mechanisms. To Recommend recommendations, etc. So et excited to learn more about those. All right. Next item on here Not is... Not sponsored. Uh, uh, in 2024, we're going to continue to take our Portuguese lessons. Aulas de Português. Todas as semanas. Every week. Uh, and uh, how do I say? O nosso objetivo. Uh, yeah, our objective. Po, para termino ano. For the end of the year. For the end of the year. This is, you know, me translating <laughs> your... Yeah, yeah. E, uh, falar, falar na aula... Uh, so Portuguese. So only speak Portuguese in our lessons every week with our instructor. Yeah. That's our goal. Not necessarily to be able to speak to people out in the wild because even like last week we had a two minute audio to, <laughs> to listen to <laughs> and to us. listen to. It took us 45 minutes to understand 90% of what was said. But to be fair, it took us 45 minutes to translate Every it detail. word for word. Yeah. Like we knew that Miguel went to Porto. We and knew, we knew Miguel that he went to Porto con amigos. Casa de Musica. Like, si. Yeah, there was a lot that we pulled out, but 
but to actually be able to understand word for word it took us 45 minutes so with that got us a good laugh but yeah again our goal with portuguese is to continue to do how we do everything slow and steady exactly consistent not intense and this was really like i think i have the biggest push on this is when we opted to say that we wanted to learn language here because if we're going to live here we should learn language that's the least that we can do i just i did not want it to feel like homework and i didn't want it to feel like i got to go two times a week i got to work on this an hour a day like i i will very very quickly hate it and then yep. I will ne- never do it again. Yep. This way we found you found an amazing uh professora. professora. We love hanging we're probably going to hang out with her in person this year. Like it just has been so much every fun. Every lesson so. she found out early on that we like games yes. and so she basically does games. And I think it's fun day. for her like she gets to like yeah. go in Canva and like use a whole bunch of random stuff. Shout she's out Canva this year she's too. She's amazing. And yeah, that's it. Slow and steady and I'm amazed at what we've been able to learn. Again, very slowly, but yeah. it just, it builds. And yeah. before you know it, you look back and you go, wow, like I can read in yeah. Portuguese. That's cool. Uh, and then we got a, a, maybe a little bit of travel this year. Uh, we got a couple of things on the docket, but co- we'll see. A couple small things. We'll see. A couple in Portugal, maybe a couple out of Portugal. We will see. Right now, they're just tentatives. Tentatives. We're going to see if we've got the little burnout. I mean, you know, we know how to pack a suitcase. So. Well, it was helpful to rip off the Band-Aid going back to the States for Thanksgiving because for me personally, like getting back on a plane after you and being like, okay, it's not my favorite activity still, but like yeah. I, it's, I do not have the anxiety levels I used to have. And I would be willing to do that especially if it's not five, you know, seven hours, if yeah. it's just one hour to go to a different country here in Europe, I would be happy to do that. So, all right, last two bullet points and then our words for the year. Okay. So the last two uh, bullet points here, number one, we are going to continue to chip away at our new enough number. We set this new enough number in 2021. Uh, I think I've been trying, I've been telling you, I think we need to call it our gravy number. Okay, sure. Yeah. So we we hit our first enough number, yeah. which uh, was $33,000 a month in recurring revenue for a business. And when I think about that number, I go, yeah, that is enough. Like, Absolutely. Right now we live our enough life. You know, it, it, it feels like as we described, it, it, last year is a perfect example of that, of we love where we live. We don't feel the stress of financial pressure anymore. That doesn't I mean I do that feel the stress of buying that stand mixer, <laughs> as I mentioned. We don't, you know, I would say the things that are out in the ether that to me we would still have enough money but it's like taking care of ailing parents and take and like children yeah so what you're talking about the gravy number so this is the new number that we set in 2021 full disclosure i think that number was like i think we said it was like fifty six thousand monthly recurring um and we share that number not to gloat but to just say like this is the number that we've defined in showing you that hopefully you define your number Mm -hmm. and so it'll probably start with your monthly minimum number which is where the first place you start of just like getting everything in your ducks in a row then you graduate kind of to the enough number, which is how do I get my business making enough money that I feel like I'm living? I live a good life. Yeah. I can travel. I can save. Then once you kind of reach that mountaintop, the next one is the gravy number, which is just this will happen in a couple years and there's no fast pace to try to get to this number. And the reason I call it a gravy number is because it's like we talked about this in our enough episode. It's a very kind of complex topic because it's like I think our human brains I want to wake up and still have a goal every day I find that that adds value to my life pursuing a goal I don't always want that goal to be monetarily driven um and so I always want to find this place of balance between um you know growing and working towards something but also reminding myself that I have everything I need already yeah and that is it sounds um you know what's the word I'm looking for it sounds antithetical like it sounds 
there's a word I'm looking yeah, for that it. I can't find. Um, it sounds like those two things are in opposition, but I think that they can actually coexist in one complex human yeah. uh, story. Like I said, the the getting back into the podcast, okay. this is hard. Uh, I wanted to mention in that 2021 number when we set it, our goal was by 2023, we would get to the 40K monthly recurring revenue number. We just got close to that. It was like 37K was our average number for the year. So um, just I, I like that just showing that we're not necessarily always knocking it out of the park with these number goals, yeah. but we're getting kind of close. And maybe that's just a relatable thing for you. And whatever the numbers are for your business and your life, not hitting them doesn't mean it's you're not successful. It just means that, okay, cool. Like I'm on the path. I'm, I'm doing what I can do to make this happen. I'm also living a balanced life. That's what matters most. Totally. Uh, and then the last bullet point here before our words of the year is what are we doing with this podcast this year? What are we doing with this what are we, pod? What are we doing? We're going to continue to grow our listenership into the 30s. I, we might get to 40 We might people. get to 40 listeners this year. <laughs> Maybe. That's our running joke. That's our running joke. Yeah. We know there's more than 40 of you who listen. Uh, we could see a, huh. a little change in the pod. We mentioned this in our last episode of the year, which was like, maybe the podcast name will change. Could change. Yeah. Don't be upset. I don't think the format of the podcast is going to change. This is the thing that we just 100% are not fully set on yet. But I think we always want the podcast to feel like a conversation with friends. Exactly. So it's what we don't want to do is turn the show into like a highly segmented like, all right, you're listening to the show about this. And now we do Here's this. Here's what you're learning. We this and We've tried that before. Yeah. And it just never felt... Like the reason we love the podcast and the reason I like listening to podcasts is just to get a window into someone else's business, how they're navigating challenges week after week, somebody who hopefully aligns with the way that you want to grow your business, which is in a calm way, in a yeah. sustainable way, in a way that doesn't make you sacrifice your health, your well-being. And so we just want to continue to bring it, like make it very conversational and to share our journey with you. Um, there are other places where you can get our more educational yeah, content, totally. which is the newsletter or our coaching sessions. Um, I do want to let you know that I have personally decided this is not for our family. This is just for me. I'm on board with the podcasting page website thing that you're working on. Cool. I want to do it. I just think like that, our, that our marinated podcast, overnight. Yeah. Our podcast needs to have like a little bit of a better home, a home. and our podcast host has like a website thing, but it's not that great. Okay. And then we've been kind of like manufacturing our own like transcript and like replay pages through our website, which is also not that great. And so we're going to have a podcasting home with a service that builds you a podcasting home page and episodes. And that will be up here very soon. And you'll be able to have a much better experience if you want to go through the archives, if you want to read the transcript, we'll start doing transcripts did with you timestamps. Did you know we do transcripts of every episode? Are you asking me? No, that person listening. Yeah. So I think what we'll start to do is just maybe mention these things more as we transition to that service. Okay. Um, and then we can just tell people like, hey, if you want the transcript with timestamps, you can go over here. You can check it out. If you want to look at our archives, it's easier to find. You so, know, it'd yeah, be a fun episode to do because yeah. we are deep in the efficiency and simplification trenches right now. Yeah. That's what Jason was referring to. And he was like, we need to shore up the foundation of Wayne before we can yes. like move fully into tea tree. Um, there's like we did an audit like our um, coaching session in yeah. November was all about simplification and we did our own exercises from that coaching session and there were quite a few processes that we just realized could be a lot more efficient it would be fun to do an entire episode of the specific things that we did in our business to be like hey we were doing this thing yeah. in this very cumbersome way for like three years and here's what we finally did to make it better exactly and so if you're interested in that also um, I think we're going to have some good processes using certain apps that we can kind of help people through mm -hmm. the like, okay, 
this is how we do this. Then we put it into this. Then it goes into this. And like, it's a pretty smooth experience. Mm -hmm. So, and I know some people are already using some of those things, but uh, all right, wrapping it up here. Final things. What is your word for 2024? We always like to pick a word that kind of frames the year. As I said, my word last year was capable and I thought about it all year. So I really love, I love the whole idea of a a word or a theme. Um, This one for 2024, I thought about a lot of different things and I landed on this and it's a weird one. It's not, it's a combo word. I made it up. Yeah. Uh, But my theme for 2024 is going to be micro momentum. I wanted a word to capture something, the momentum part about taking action, about because I've noticed something that I'm experiencing with, especially as I think about tea tree is I want to like think my way to ease. I want to think my way to the perfect thing. And I just am like, that's not, if I've learned anything about business, that's not how you get ahead in business. You get ahead in business by experimenting, by taking action before you're ready. That's pre-crastination. You figure it out. Yeah. It's pre-crastination. I'm I'm so good at that. Yeah. And so I wanted a word that captured action. I believe deeply in this idea of momentum and just like stacking things on top of each other until the outcome is so much greater than what you put into the system. And then I added micro to it because something I'm really experimenting with this year is not getting overwhelmed, not by thinking so big picture. I have a tendency to do that. How do all the pieces fit together? Mm -hmm. How can I perfectly orchestrate this from afar it's like I want to zoom way down I want to just focus on the day what's one thing that I want to get done today to create some micro momentum and this whole idea of systems not goals that James Clear talks about is like how can I just do the micro action that will eventually add up to the whole year so micro momentum that is my word for the year have you thought about uh starting a sub stack called Carol does stuff and you can just like chronicle your like, you know, action taking through a subset. Have you people? thought about starting a subset called <laughs> Go ahead. Unmade Vibrant? <laughs> yeah. Uh, made. Made dull. Dull. <laughs> yeah. And where it's just like, I'm just bored. Uh, anyway, I'm excited about that for you. For me, my word is a made up word. And normally it's a word that exists, but this is something we came up with in a meeting earlier this mm-hmm. year. And it's revenants. Revenants. Now, the idea of revenants is it's revenue plus fun, but it goes both ways. So it's like, if we're focusing on revenue, which we are with Tea Tree for the first time trying to grow Tea Tree's revenue, um, I just want it to be fun because yeah. growing revenue of a business can be very stressful. It can it can really weigh you down when things aren't working. You can so, also fall back into like boring things exactly. that everyone's doing. So it's like, I just want to have fun. Like all the other online course platforms are doing the boring, stupid stuff that yeah. I just don't love to do in business. I don't want to do that. I want to have fun. I don't want to do that. I want to do that. So we're going to have fun. But the counter of that is if we're doing something fun, and especially silly. for tea tree, it has to be tied to revenue in some way. So like, what is the outcome? It can't just be like some zany, stupid Jason idea yeah. that doesn't do anything. So revenants is my word. As we're focusing on things, I want to keep it fun. Uh, this is probably the thing that I try to always bring to everything that we do anyway. Yes. But this year, as we get into the weeds of this, I just want to remind myself, we've had this phrase that, especially when we were going through the visa process here, moving to Portugal, which was whenever it got difficult, we would just pause and go Donkey Kong country. That's like, like our safe word for this is a game. Yeah. Like, we're getting a little too tense about this. It doesn't have to be like this. Like, remember how fun Dunkin' Country is? You get in the little cart, you're driving through, Go you're jumping, getting bananas, balloons. getting balloons. It's fun. It's fun. silly. So uh, Revenants is going to be that thing for me that I think I bring up often in this, both for myself, but also for us when we're like in the moment. Um, so maybe for you, there's something like that that you need uh, when you're on your journey this year. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you all if this episode got you inspired to write your own review. Of the I'll leave a link to the article version of this if you want to read it, if it 
was just a lot and you want to go back and kind of read through it, or if you want to use it as a format to write your own year in review, uh, and you can feel free to send that to us because we love reading those hello at wandering aimfully. And if you listened all the way to the end of this episode, thank you so much. Uh, this was a, you know, not the worst re-entry, but a little tongue, tongue tied at times. Oh no, come on. It was a little fine. rusty. No, it was fine. It's like, get back in the gym. Like we're going to be sore tomorrow from this podcast, Definitely. but like we're still able to do it. You yeah. know, we know yeah. how to do the bicep curls of podcasting. Yeah. That's what people say about us. Like, oh, <laughs> they, they, do like, the, they do the bicep curls of podcasting. That's them. All right, everybody. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks Take for listening. care. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye.